It is Thursday, May 11th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Warriors stave off elimination at home. And somehow the Knicks win. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Warriors blow out the Lakers in game five. Anthony Davis leaves with an injury. The Knicks avoid elimination, beating the Heat at Madison Square Garden. And there was some hockey games and stuff like that. What's the Vegas lead, Scott? Is is it going to be the Warriors? Yeah, let's talk about the Golden State Warriors. Mackenzie Rivers, our NBA guru, is with us here on Straight Out of Vegas AM. And, you know, we built the parlay, the same game parlay on the Dream Preview last night. And it was, for the fans that did not listen, I'll remind everyone, it was Warriors to win the first half, Warriors to win the third quarter, Warriors to win the fourth quarter, and LeBron James under 25 and a half points. Warriors won the first half. Warriors won the fourth quarter. LeBron finished with under 25 and a half. But the third quarter ended in a tie. Mackenzie, this was a good read, though. Even though the parlay lost, like, don't you think that everything was correlated properly? Yes. It was exactly like game two. Uh, the Lakers looked like they had another game in their bag. And, uh, yeah, the only difference was LeBron played 40 minutes. We didn't see that one coming. But, uh, man, I, Mia culpa. I feel like right at the last second, you guys were like, maybe we should do the fourth quarter instead of the third quarter. That would have worked out plus 400 for everybody. But, uh, nope, not quite this time. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I was surprised that LeBron did play that much because the game was kind of, you know, out of hand. And he did play, you know, the 39 minutes, finished with 25 points. But maybe he stayed in a little bit longer because, I don't know, just they, they weren't getting anything else. I don't know why he stayed. Why do you think Darvin Ham played, yeah. him, played him that much? I think if you look at the entire postseason, the Lakers offense has been bad. They've been the best defensive team by far, but they really haven't had any offensive continuity. And they were talking about how uh, LeBron really hasn't done a lot of pick and rolls. They started pulling that out in the fourth quarter. Just different things that can work because their defense has gotten there. I mean, they obviously had an 80% chance entering this game to win the series and advance to the conference finals. But I think Darvin Ham is looking for uh, LeBron to produce more offensively. He's averaging under five assists per game. And uh, we're just trying to, they're trying to see different, different lineups that might work. Now, he barely goes under, but he still goes under. And this falls in line with your star players under theory because it wasn't just LeBron that went under in this game yeah. last night. It's not it's 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 a theory, but it's it's like like gravity. I mean, it's not a question mark in my mind. It's kind of like how Fez talks about win totals and he says you can bet over, but they're pricing it so that you're pretty much betting minus 120 every time you bet over and even money or plus 100, whatever you want to call it when you're betting under. It's the same thing with these player props. They're pricing them wrong on purpose and they don't get hit because not enough people listen to our show yet. But yeah, 59% becomes 60% unders when you're betting top two players to score less than the Vegas market expects. Curry goes under, Davis goes under, LeBron goes under. Did Thompson go under? 
I'll have to check. Yeah. That, oh, he had to. Clay had ten, 10 points. points. Yeah. So. Yep. Under for a second game in a row. So yeah, not not surprising. We're up to sixty percent. They set it too high. Yeah, and Steph, uh, it's funny, Steph. This is the second game in a row where it's been a good game. It's just the three point shooting hasn't quite found its mark yet for him. Twelve of twenty four from the field, but three of eleven from three. That means he was nine of thirteen on shots that he took from inside the arc. May want to yeah. go with a couple more of those. How important is it for this Warriors team to find the shooting touch if they're going to to get back into this series, if they're going to you know, steal the game on the road and, and obviously get it back to, to San Francisco? I was talking to Sleepy Jay. This shows how I just view basketball differently than any other person on the planet. I was talking to my man Sleepy Jay, and he's like, if Draymond plays like this, they have a chance. I'm like, I've seen the Warriors and Lakers play five times. I've seen the Warriors play better four times. And in three of the games, Lakers had like a 20-plus free throw advantage, and there was all these illegal me- all these illegal screens called, and it was kind of nonsense, and they won two close games. And the Warriors remain. The Vegas market isn't dumb. They were eight-point favorites, the much better team. Will they win the series? Odds are they won't because of home court advantage in game six. But I would not put my money on any other team than the Warriors. They're just better, and they've gotten unlucky in two of the games. If you flip those, and the series is over in five like I predicted. Yeah, and I think we found out that uh, Lonnie Walker, who played 28 minutes and scored four points, is in fact not the best player in the world, uh, <laughs> despite a lot of what, what you heard after the fourth quarter of Game 5. Uh, he's still just Lonnie Walker. True. There's there's so much talent in the league. If you just, uh, you know, if, if you stick the uh, we, uh, stick in the spokes of the other team's offense and you give the <laughs> other team a lot of uh, possessions, a lot of fast breaks, a lot of opportunities, a lot of guys off the bench can score 20. Ruchi Hachimura's done it in this series or in this playoff. Schroeder's done it. And uh, again, the Lakers are a really deep team and they only have to play seven guys. They just got to figure out who those top seven are on a given night. Warriors now 8-2 and two in elimination games under Steve Kerr. I think that's pretty good. But will they win for the 29th time a road playoff game? It all comes down to that. I'm just assuming they'll win game seven. <laughs> I did hear this stat where it was like... <laughs> Steph wouldn't lose a game seven to LeBron on the, at home. Come on, not at uh, home. That impossible. You mentioned like what Sleepy said about Draymond and the way that he played. Um, I, I think I saw this stat that when Draymond scores over 15 points... Like the Warriors have this like insane record or something. Like it maybe maybe it's a playoff thing. Like when he scores over fifteen in the playoffs, they have a a certain amount of record. Now I don't think you can expect him to score twenty night in and night out. But do you think we get some more performances like this? Or I guess let's take it one game at a time. Can he duplicate this performance in Game Six? It's kind of like a slot machine with Draymond Green. He's going to get his shots and. Uh... Phil Jackson said of Scottie Pippen, he's a sometimes shooter. Sometimes they go in. There's really no rhyme or reason to it. Uh, he had that big game seven back in 2016 where he hit five threes or so. It can happen, but they can't rely on it. They can rely on him, uh, you know, playing great defense, moving the ball around. But they're going to have to – one of Thompson or Wiggins is going to have to get hot to win a road game, in my opinion. In yeah, this he, game, it was Wiggins. We'll have to see, you know, if they, if they can do it again. Here's the stat. When Draymond Green scores 18 points – the Warriors are 27-2 and two in the last Ooh. 29 games that that has happened. And in these playoffs, when Draymond Green scores in double digits, they are 3-0. and Well, 4-0 oh. now. Yeah. Right. 4-0 now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the, the biggest story going into game six will now be 
the health of Anthony Davis. And we, you know, I, I said after game five that if the if the Lakers can stay healthy, if if Anthony Davis and LeBron James can stay healthy, I think they can win an NBA title. Sure enough, it I mean it takes one game later, and Anthony Davis is leaving the arena in a wheelchair. Like what? Uh, the assumption is there's some sort of a concussion uh, issue after Kayvon Looney hit him in the head with an elbow. Uh, I mean, what what's your take, McKenzie, on what happens to this Lakers team? What 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 do they look like going into a a game six if there is no Anthony Davis? Are the Warriors suddenly the the favorites to win this series if AD's on the on the sideline? Uh, yes, in my opinion, they would be. I think they'd be five, maybe in LA, and then another ten favorites uh in a game seven so put that together and they would be a slight favorite um this shocked me they put this on the broadcast when anthony davis went out and the game was still relatively close it was like nine points at that point in the fourth minus 10 net rating every 100 possessions every game you could say when anthony davis is off the court in these playoffs the lakers are minus 10 that's like the worst team in the league i know that they uh had a really strong starting lineup but the fact that they take him out regularly he only plays like 33 minutes a game and they're that bad in these playoffs without him that that shocked me and I think that's telling like I said they're a defensive team and as LeBron said he's the best defensive player in the world right now Lakers minus two for game number six now obviously that says AD is in yeah obviously this line does change if AD's out but Lakers players after the game Austin Reeves said that he thinks that uh, uh, AD will play. Darvin Ham said AD's doing well, so we'll he see. He was what... in a wheelchair. Well, that's just precautionary. We'll see what happens. Uh, uh, the old precautionary I mean, it was a head injury. Like, what do you yeah. think it was? He either has a concussion or he's not. Well, I mean, the wheelchair is just like, I don't know, something so that rich people get. More will come out, obviously, and we'll find out if he plays. But as of right now, Lakers are minus two. Total 233, two, excuse me, 223 and a half for game number uh, six and the series price for those interested. Now, we saw what the Warriors were down three games to one. The series price now uh, not updated. So I guess they're waiting to see what uh, what the status is for Anthony Davis, probably. I'm seeing uh, Lakers minus 195 popped up at FanDuel. Hmm. I kind of like the Warriors. I kind of like the Warriors getting plus 170 back. I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. I, I I still believe that one of these two things has to happen. Either Jordan Poole's minutes have to get decreased significantly, or he's just got to start playing like at an even average level for the Warriors to have success. And one of six from three last night uh, in 23 minutes, that's not going to cut it. There, there are guys, Moses Moody, uh, DiVincenzo, who I think make them, first of all, they, it certainly makes them better defensively when one of those two guys is on the floor instead of pool. Yeah. And I think right, right now, certainly Moody makes them better on offense. Gary Payton is a better offensive player than Jordan Poole right now. I, I, I really think that they have to, and I, I know it's uncomfortable because you gave the dude so much money, but I think you really have to say, hey, he's not our best option right now off the bench. I agree. And they kind of played him more uh, down the stretch of the fourth quarter, trying to see if he can get into some sort of rhythm. But um, DiVincenzo was playing really well. Gary Payton, a team best plus 25 when he was on the court. Uh, I feel like they got better options. I agree. Well, my uh, Knicks' first quarter bet did not come through last night, but the Knicks did cover the first half and 
covered the full game, winning 112-103. As they avoid elimination, they win Game 5 at home, and now the series shifts to Miami for Game 6. Mackenzie, were you surprised that the Knicks were able to get this done, thanks in part to a big second-quarter run? Uh, no, not, not surprised. I mean, they are, in my opinion, even teams with the Heat coming in. I think they have a matchup disadvantage. I think they have a coaching disadvantage and an experience disadvantage, but they were deserved home favorites and they got it done. Uh, the way they were guarding, and a good call by you, you said on the Dream Preview, you were looking at Jimmy Butler under. He goes eight points under his total. Uh, the way they were guarding him is very interesting where they're making him into a passer, and he did have nine assists. He had 10 assists last game. But um, offensively, they're going to struggle uh, if he's not putting up 40. And he, didn't get come, he didn't come close the way they were guarding him in this game. Yeah, just 19 points uh, for Jimmy Butler last night on 5 of 12 shooting. Meanwhile, Jalen Brunson goes off for 38 points. It, it feels like that's the type of performance they're going to need in order for yeah. them to bring this to a Game 7. Right. They have to get super lucky. That's what happens when you have a point guard like Jalen Brunson. You have that ability to win any game, or most games, against a team like the Heat. You can win any game. Um, but yeah, if he goes off and he goes crazy, then they have a chance to game seven. Then they could win game seven. To me, this game uh, underlines how important that Sixers-Celtics series is because that is the Eastern Conference Finals. These teams look very vulnerable. Uh, they don't look like they have the firepower that, that of the, those other two teams do. I'm still surprised by the lack of depth from the Knicks. I mean, besides Hartenstein, they don't get anything off the bench from anybody. You know, Obi Toppin barely contributes when he's uh, on the floor. Josh Hart, like, was was like the, you know, somebody joked around on Twitter, and, and I forgot who, because I'd love to give credit because it was a funny comment. But they said that, uh, like, Josh Hart looked like, um, in Space Jam when the Monstars came in and stole the talent. And it was like, it's like, who, who stole Josh Hart's talent? Like, what happened? Um, because I yeah. won't eat at McDonald's no more if you let me play again. <laughs> yeah, but um, it would help if he contributes a little bit as well off the bench. I thought Quentin Grimes and Jalen Brunson both playing 48 minutes. That that jumped out at me. Like, both of those guys played the entirety. Like, they're just out there nonstop. It's uh I, I don't know if it, you know, if it if it ends up costing unsustainable. I, I yeah, I don't know that it matters at this point. I mean, I, I guess your back's against the wall. If you lose this game, you're you're done. So you just do, you know, you go balls to the wall for as long as you can. But obviously, that's something that that's not going to work. If even if they advance, like you, you can't play those guys 48 minutes a game against the Sixers and the Celtics. So the yeah, they'll beat them up and tire them out. The yep. Heat are four and a half point favorites in game six. Is that, uh, I don't think there's any adjustment based off game five. Correct. Uh, maybe over the course of the series, the Heat have been upgraded a half point or a point, but uh, this is pretty much where we've been at the last couple of games. Total 209 feels kind of low, but does, does, like Fez says, doesn't game six tend to go under? Yes, I'm glad you told me that. I bet under 210. I was not unaware of that CLV. Thank you for, yes. So in game six, the average total is two and a half points lower than in game five historically. And those games go under 58% of the time. So you could argue that it should be three or four points lower. There was no adjustment initially. And now there's been a one-point adjustment. Not enough, in my opinion. I would still look at the under 209. Yeah. And and what's the series price? Because I would imagine it's probably minus 190, like the same as the, the game price here for, for game number six. No, no. The Heat still have uh, um, much better odds. They're minus 430. Oh, wow. Because wow. they're going to be minus 190 to win one game, and then they still have that uh, chance at a game seven. Yeah, that's just dumb. 
just uh, bet them money line in this game. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that game game six, like they go lower than game fives. Is that regardless what the uh, the game count is in those game fives, whether it's three one or two two? Uh, I haven't looked at that. That's a good. That's a good query. I, okay. I'll have to look at that. All right. Yeah, I'm curious if it does if it does factor in. You know. Um, I mean, it doesn't really matter now that the game fives are all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something to think about going forward for sure. Yeah, because sure, like what's the defensive intensity, you know, depending on, uh, well, I guess it's a game six. It always has to be three, two, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's always three, two, game six. It it feels like these these series and, you know, I I don't know if the the heat, I guess the heat kind of worked too, but the heat and the Lakers both just looked like it wasn't, it wasn't do or die for them. Like it was, they they were almost accepting that. Okay, we'll lose this game and and we'll be back. Um, you know, the Lakers. I guess they showed a little more intensity. The fact that they played LeBron until there were three minutes left in the game, despite being down, you know, double digits, it says maybe they had some more fight in them. But uh, I, I I do think these teams that are down three one, it's almost it, it's got to be almost like an insta play. Like they're they're just always going to fight harder than the team that's up three one. If the team that's up three one has a chance to breathe, particularly uh, they're playing uh, a road game, and that was the case in in both these series. The road team was up three one. I, I think we should always look for that team to take a breath. Well, yeah, the that's, that's the on... key thing here is that is the three one team has to be on the road because you want to play that home team with desperation. Yep. It didn't work out for Cleveland in round one. Sometimes teams are just not good. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the Cavs just stink. That's I, I've learned that lesson. We, oh, we all know that. It's because the Knicks are so good. That's the thing. Oh, I didn't know that. It's because the Knicks are cool, so cool. good. Let's take a look at the games for tonight. We'll start with that Celtics-Sixers series. Celtics, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Mackenzie, does that jump out to you? It does. I mean, what has Philly done in the last three games to get downgraded from when they were uh, only a one-point dog? Um Celtics have a really good track record the last two years with two different coaches bouncing back after a loss, especially defensively. Um, but too rich for my blood. I, that's the game I'll be I'll be waiting on the sidelines. And AJ, I know which side you're leaning you're leaning on. Yeah, you you know exactly what side I'm leaning. I I, I don't know that it's the number is uh, what I something I'll be interested in playing, but I, I do think the Heat win this thing. You mean the Sixers? The Sixers yeah. Or, yeah, sorry, the Sixers. Yeah. Uh, total in this one, 212 and a half, which is pretty low. It's gone down. So uh, money yep. coming in on the under in this game six. The Nuggets at the Suns. Phoenix, a three-point favorite as they try to avoid elimination at home. Um, do we know anything about Chris Paul yet, McKenzie? Chris Paul officially out. We've seen this line come down. It was as high as Suns minus four. Now Suns minus three. Uh, I think that's about right. Nuggets with this current situation, uh, a point better. Are, are the, is Chris Paul an impact on the line in your point at, or in your mind at this point? Like, should he be an impact? On yeah, the line? I think it. I think so. And uh, me and RJ disagreed. He said, "Well, they play better when they play faster." Look at the two games they won. I agree. Uh, I do think they have that gear, and they need to use their bench and use Cameron Payne and get into that gear when they can. But there's going to be different tenors at different moments in the game. The first half of game five was really slow paced. They really could have used a couple pick and rolls uh, in those tight half court scenarios. So uh, I see both sides of it. I think they have some elements of their game that's better without Chris Paul. But I think they're about a point worse without him. Obviously, from a future standpoint, you already have an investment in Phoenix. 
Uh, so for, for your investment, Phoenix has to win tonight, but do you have a feel for uh, the, the side tonight, Phoenix minus three? Um, I mean, just keep playing the favorites. They keep winning. We get exciting series back and forth. Uh, I'm not, I probably will pass the game. I lean, I'd say I lean Suns minus three, but I'll tell you, the Nuggets can win the title. And that's the first time I've ever thought of that in my 33 years of life on the earth. So, um, yeah, I was, I was wrong about them. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. really filling in, uh, and they have the best player in the world going right now in Nicole Jokic. You never thought that when Carmelo and Allen Iverson took them to the no. Western Conference Finals that they had a chance to win the, win the championship? Not even with Chauncey Billups, Mr. Big Shot. I, just, <laughs> I couldn't see it. Other NBA news. The all-NBA teams have been announced. First team, Luka, SGA, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Giannis. Second team, Steph, Donovan Mitchell, Jimmy Butler, Jokic, and Jalen Brown. Third team, Lillard, De'Aaron Fox, LeBron, Julius Randle, and DeMontis Sabonis. Is, was there any? Was there a snub? Did did everybody get treated fairly on the All NBA front, McKenzie? I think we got a good list. And RJ asked me. I think it was off air. I'll have to double check the edit. Uh, have I said anything nice about LeBron James in the last couple of months? I will. LeBron James in his twentieth year made the All NBA team, a top fifteen player, almost forty years old. Golf clap. Good job, LeBron. That is impressive. I mean, when you consider the the age, it is certainly impressive. The fact that he had to, he stayed healthy all year is is well for most of the year is also impressive. So, but you feel like everybody everybody was. Uh, I would have had Steph deserving. Curry on there. I would have had Steph Curry uh, instead of Luca. Maybe I'm painted. I'm thinking about the last two months of the season where the the Mavericks tanked a little bit too much. But uh, it's a close one. There, there's no egregious mistake. I would have had Steph one, Luca two, second team. Uh, looks like Ja Morant not making All NBA is going to cost him just thirty nine million dollars. <laughs> that's uh, that's not fun. Uh, but had he had he earned a spot on that, the, he'd be able, uh, eligible for the the different rookie max, the designated rookie max. Uh, like that's what it can it it can increase thirty percent of the salary cap or whatever. Uh, but he he would if he would have made two straight. Uh, all NBA teams over those five years, $39 million is uh, is what it costs him. Should have played better. <laughs> Fox was better. Well, maybe don't get suspended for eight games for flashing a pistol That's around. A, that, that doesn't uh, help, your, help you in the light of voters, in the eyes of voters. Yeah, no doubt. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it and it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. 
And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. As we transition to the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, every team that was trailing in their respective series whether it was the NBA with the Knicks and the Warriors or in hockey with Toronto and Edmonton, all four of those trailing teams won last night. If you parlayed all four teams trailing in their series, plus 495 on the money line. So congratulations Nice. if you were able to cash that. Uh, We'll start with Toronto where they avoid the sweep. Winning 2-1 in Florida. Uh, AJ, you 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 said it. You were like, you think this kid Joseph Wall is going to step up and play well? And he did. Made uh, 24 saves on 25 shots and really kept uh, Toronto in the game all game. Well, I, just, I mean, listen, I feel, you know, pretty strongly that Toronto is still dead in the water. But after breaking through, winning that first round playoff series, I felt like it would just, it, they couldn't possibly go out with a whimper like that and, and just have get swept in round two by the eight seed. I just couldn't see it happening. So I assumed that they would, they would get the job done and uh, they, they did a good job. Serious price right now. Uh, Panthers are minus four twenty five. Toronto plus three twenty on the comeback, but we have uh, a, a game uh, five that will be taking place in Toronto. The Maple Leafs are going to be favored in that game on Friday night, minus 178 right now to try and uh, stave off elimination once again and force, excuse me, force this series to a game six back in Florida. Elsewhere last night, Edmonton just steamrolled over Vegas 4-1. I had concerns about the goaltending situation. Laurent Brassois, who had to leave uh, game number three with an injury, replaced by Aiden Hill, who actually played very well uh, in relief. Aiden Hill got the start in this one, and Edmonton got to him early and often. Three goals in the first period. The game kind of settled down from there, but uh, Edmonton just was too much for Vegas. They even up the series at two games apiece. Are you worried about VGK, AJ? Of course. Yeah, they looked like shit last night. I, I, I uh, actually took a little toe dip on uh, Vegas plus 165, uh, which I realized about 10 minutes into the game was dead. Uh, so, yeah, not a uh, not a good look for, for our boys in the gold. Edmonton minus 170 to win the series now. VGK plus 145. This is despite the fact that Vegas does still have home ice advantage. 
and the series tied at two games apiece. Tonight, the Devils will look to avoid elimination in Carolina. The Hurricanes are minus 130 with a total of five and a half. And with the exception of the one eight goal outburst in game number three, this has been a complete one-sided series. The, the Hurricanes winning game one, five to one. Game two, six to one. Game four, six to one. Uh, honestly, I can't bet anything besides the over since every single game in this series has gone over. Thanks, a lot of goals. Even, even like, even though the fact that these games have been one-sided, they're still going over, which is like so surprising to me. Usually, you know, a one-sided game, kind of like what we saw in Edmonton last night, is going to result in an under, like 4-1 finish. That's an under. But no, the one-sided games in this series have all gone over with one team, Carolina, pushing the over by themselves, scoring five, you know, six goals and six goals and whatnot. So I like the over five and a half tonight. And uh, still, no adjustment on, well, actually, there has been an adjustment. We're at six now for this game, the under minus 120. And there has been an adjustment on the Stars cracking as well, as that is now up to six instead of five and a half, because not only has every game in this series gone over as well, but even going back into the regular season, I believe it's now the last seven games that uh, the Kraken and the Stars have played have all gone over the posted total. We've seen a bunch of goals between these two teams. Dallas is a heavy favorite tonight, minus 190 with that total of six. Um, I, I think I might lay it, or I might do Dallas minus one and a half. Uh, yes, the series is tied at two games apiece, but I still feel like Dallas is the better team in this series, AJ. You're not, why wouldn't you just look at the over? I would look at the over as well. I think Dallas and the over is the way to look. I think Dallas, okay. went, yeah, I think this could easily be, you know, a 5-2 type game. Um, you know, every game has gone over. Uh, the 4-2 game in game two was uh, barely over because that was a five and a half total. It went over, but we had a 7-2 finish, a 6-3 finish, the 5-4 game one overtime finish, which was, you know, you know, a crazy scenario. Dallas and them going back and forth. They were uh, cracking. We're up four to two after the first period, and Dallas came all the way back. So uh, I just feel like Dallas showed in this last game kind of the same thing that they showed in the game two win, which is when Ottinger's on his game and the offense is doing what they're doing. They're they are the best team in the Western Conference, and uh, I, I'm very curious to see. If they come out of this series, how they match up against either Edmonton or VGK, because that truly will be a true test of just how good Ottinger is in net and how good defensively they can be and or offensively can they keep up with high scoring teams like that. But uh, I think at home, this is where they take the lead in this series, three games to two. So I like Dallas. I like the over and I like the over in the Hurricanes and Devils, regardless of which team wins. Uh, I think we see a ton of goals tonight, continuing what we've seen so far throughout this entire series. One of our listeners, AJ, tweeted in at me, uh, T Smooth, which is a great Twitter handle, uh, wanted to know, what's the best day of the week? Is it Lance Lynn Day, Patrick Corbin Day, Jose Suarez Day, or Clark Schmidt Day? And the reason why uh, this was brought up was because last night was Lance Lynn Day, and uh, I played the Kansas City Royals' first five-team total 
over one and a half runs. I didn't want to play their team total for the full game just because they're not a very good offense. But you know what? It's Lance Linday, so it didn't matter. They scored four runs in the first inning as the Royals beat the White Sox as dogs 9-1 last night. Lance Lynn, uh, another terrible performance. Seven runs on nine remember hits when, in five innings. Remember when Lance Lynn was good? There was a time when Lance it's, Lynn it's was sad. good. Yeah. It's sad, yeah. I, I'm partial to Clark Schmidt Day. I feel like he's an over-machine, uh, mostly because, you know, he, he plays for the Yankees, so you think they're going to score some runs, too. It helps. Uh, and he made me some money a couple nights ago. So all these days are fun. All I know is I, Dylan C's days canceled until further notice. Like yes. it's, it's not a thing anymore. It is not a thing anymore. It might have to be replaced with Justin Steele day. Justin Steele improves to six and zero with a 1.82 ERA as the Cubs defeat the Cardinals 10, four Jordan Montgomery, uh, took the loss as, he, um, you know, it was it, the game started. He was out, terrible. Yeah, but a lot of it was it was the home run ball, um, which obviously is a big thing here. I I, I talked about this last night. I, I love the Cubs here. He started out okay, and then he got into trouble in the third inning. He gives up six runs on seven hits, uh, a couple of home runs there, and Justin Steele, you know, gives up three runs on seven hits last six innings but does improve to 6-0 and on the year. I still think my Zach Gallon Cy Young ticket's good, but this Justin Steele is, uh, I don't like the whole 6-0 and next to his name. Yeah, he has looked good so far. I, I still think you're in good shape with Zach Gallon. I think as the season goes on, things catch up. Uh, but I, I also uh, made some money on that game last night, and it's he's solid, man. He's very solid. He gives the ch- Cubs a chance, I think, in every game. Yeah, also solid is Justin Verlander, who for his second start of the season – much like the first start, he allowed a run in the first inning. But also, much like his first start, that's all he would allow. Seven innings of two-hit ball from Justin Verlander as the Mets beat the Reds 2-1. to one. Lost in the Justin Verlander dominance was Hunter Green, who went five and a third innings, only allowing two runs to the Mets. Uh, one of them on a Pete Alonzo home run in the second inning, and then in the fourth inning, a Brandon Nimmo single. So a pitcher's duel there in Cincinnati, but... I wish the- I'd been ballsier with that total being nine. I said that last night. I was like, that's, that's a ridiculous I played, total. And I, 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 I should have jumped on it. I played the first five under four and a half. Just, nice call. Yeah, just because I, I was I was a believer in Verlander, uh, and I thought that the Mets have been so bad lately that you know I figured Hunter Green would be alright. It was two to one after five, and it was two to one, uh, yeah. So congratulations there for Justin Verlander and uh, Hunter Green. Last night was also an under between the Phillies and the Blue Jays. It took ten innings, but the Phillies got the win, two to one. This was a pitcher's duel. Remember how I said when I I had the over a couple of nights ago between the Phillies and the Blue Jays because I didn't trust Aaron Nola yep. and Alec Manoa. And then I said, it's going to be quite the opposite because I actually trust Kevin Gosman and Zach Wheeler. Gosman goes six shutout innings. Wheeler goes seven innings, allowing just one run, as this game was quite the opposite from the game that we saw the night before. Also, a great pitching performance from your boy, Eduardo Rodriguez, AJ. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go, I call Big Ed. His fourth straight win for Erod as he goes seven shutout innings, striking out eight Cleveland Guardians. And the Tigers, Tigers keep winning baseball games. They're alive. Tigers keep winning baseball games. Also uh, keep winning are the Colorado Rockies and keep losing 
the Pittsburgh Pirates. Remember when the Pirates had the yes. best record in the National League? I do. Yeah. It feels like such a long, long time ago. Yeah, they had a seven-game losing streak. Then they snapped out of it with a win against the Rockies, but then they lose the next two straight. So uh, this has been nine losses out of their last 10 games for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Dodgers beat the Brewers 8-1. Clayton Kershaw just dominated the uh, Brewers lineup because the Brewers are the worst hitting team against lefties in Major League Baseball. Kershaw goes seven innings, allows just one run, strikes out eight. Wade Miley... Seven runs on six hits in five innings, but the the bulk of that came in the top of the sixth inning. This one was a loss for me. I actually had the under in the first five innings, and it was two to one going into the fifth. And then the Dodgers scored two runs in the top of the fifth, thanks to a Freddie Freeman single, which uh, pushed the total to five. So that was a loss for me. But uh, yeah, Kershaw just dominant against. I, I don't know if it was Kershaw being that good or the Brewers lineup being that bad. Yeah, you said both these teams struggle to hit lefties. Looks like Dodgers had a better day hitting lefties than the Brewers did for sure. Yeah. Uh, another one of our listeners had pointed out that, you know, while Lance Lynn Day is great, maybe Sean Manaya Day is going to have to be a thing. Sean Manaya uh, against the Washington Nationals yesterday was absolutely atrocious as he goes just two and two thirds innings, allowing. F- Eight runs, four of them earned on five hits. That is a brutal performance. Yeah. Sean Manaya, another pitcher that there was a time he was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, now is not that time. Manaya's ERA up to 7.96. Let's take Wolf. a look. Yeah. Let's take a look at the schedule today. We got a day game between the Mets and the Reds. Kode Senga on the hill for the Mets. He's four and one with a 3.38 ERA. The Mets are minus 205. Derek Law. Gets the start for Cincinnati. Total in this one is 10. And I don't Oof. know what to make of that. It's very high. Yeah. Well, it's in Cincinnati, which we know is uh, it's very, an overpark. Yep, it's an overpark. Yep. But I, what's the uh, what's our prop on uh, on our guy, Cote? <sighs> you know, I was very disappointed that he, he didn't go over his, uh, his strikeout prop in his last start. It was set at five and a half. And then he only had, uh, I think, five. But Senga, mm, haven't seen a pitching prop on him yet. I would assume it's going to be the same thing, five and a yeah. half. But instead of maybe juice to the over, we might actually have like a five and a half with plus money to the over strikeouts for Senga here in this one this uh, this afternoon or this morning for us here on the West Coast. This morning, yeah. Let's, uh, that's an early one. Yeah, if we look at the weather here for Cincinnati, let's see. Got to see where the wind's blowing. No wind, no wind in this game. So, uh, yep. And I'm seeing five and a half minus one fifteen uh, on the over for Singa. So five and a half, one fifteen. Maybe he finally gets it. You know, uh, I, I, I might just uh, be comfortable with the Mets here, although their offense just has not looked good. Maybe an under ten, thinking that Senga does well and, and the Mets offense struggles. That's going to be one I'm going to have to examine a little further. Uh, Hugh Darvish gets the start for the Padres. Bailey Ober for the Twins. Ober's been, you know, really good since uh, coming back from injury. He's made three starts this year in 18 and a third innings. He's only allowed two runs on 10 hits. Uh, The Twins were able to beat the Padres last night. San Diego minus 120 on the road here in Minnesota. 
White Sox take on the Royals. Kansas City minus 115 with Brady Singer on the hill against Mike Clevenger. Uh, Brady Singer in his 8.82 ERA, a minus Oof. one, a minus 115 favorite. I, I I don't know about that one. Yikes. That's uh, Brady Singer. I remember coming into the season. It's like he was supposed to be kind of the bright spot in the Royals rotation. He's been anything but, but it look, looks like he's still being priced as such. Yeah. Yankees host the Rays. Tampa minus 125 in the Bronx. Drew Rasmussen gets the start against Domingo Herman. Total of eight and a half. Are you leaning Tampa in this one? I'm leaning Tampa. Yeah. Again, I, I typically lean to Tampa when they've got a real pitcher on the mound. Uh, Rasmussen, uh, he he fits that mold. So uh, I, it'd be Tampa or pass. Alex Cobb starts for the Giants in Arizona against the Diamondbacks. Tommy Henry goes for Arizona. San Francisco minus 135, total of 9.5. And, and the Rangers are at the A's. No announced pitcher yet for the A's. Nate Yavaldi going for the Rangers. Yavaldi coming off a uh, probably his best start or you know maybe two great starts in a while. He Remember, he had that complete game shutout against the Yankees, in which he struck out eight, and then he went eight shutout innings against the Rangers. So if my math is correct, that's um, nine, eight. That's a lot. Carry the one. <laughs> that's 17 consecutive scoreless innings for Nathan Yavaldi, and he's taking on the Oakland A's. Probably have to go with the Texas Rangers in this one. But his wall to Chuck Day, do you look at an over? Not with Yavaldi. Not in that ballpark. Okay. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to talk about this story. Uh, Max Alvis from the Colorado Rapids has been suspended uh, while an, a gambling investigation is going on. Uh, allegedly, he's connected with alleged unlawful sports gambling. What happened was that um, yesterday, prosecutors in Brazil charged 16 people, including seven pro soccer players, with alleged match fixing. Now, they didn't name any of the players, but five players were suspended by their clubs in Brazil, and Alves was suspended by the Colorado Rapids. And there was a report by this Brazilian news outlet, guys, that says that Alves is, he was linked to the investigation that showed that he was paid $12,000 to receive a yellow card in a game against the LA Galaxy on September 17th, 2022, he got a yellow card 90 seconds after entering the game as a substitute. That's efficiency. Like, he didn't waste any time, at least. He's yeah. Like, you get, get the job done. I guess all he has to do is, like, grab somebody's jersey and pull him to the ground, right? And then it, yeah, and it then, works. And then just be like, what, ref? No, no, I didn't touch him. What, are you kidding me? What? No. And then, like, he so gives you a yellow you card. You guys know more about soccer than me. Like, what's the uh, like, what's the what's the angle here? Like, is does that put you at a, a massive advantage? What? How does this work? I would say it's like a five cent advantage. If it was minus one ten, beginning the second half, someone gets a yellow card. It's like it's very minor. Uh, but uh, Scott, you mentioned an interesting point. You can actually bet whether or not someone gets a yellow card. Yeah, and obviously like you can bet. A, yes. Yeah, you can bet over under the amount of cards that are handed out in a game. Like like DraftKings allows you to do like prop bets like that. So you know maybe if somebody was betting on how many cards that there would be, and you just bet you you ask a player to receive a card, or maybe they bet on the other team. Maybe they bet on the Galaxy, and yeah. and maybe the Galaxy are like really good off of set pieces. And Maybe so, they bet on their best set piece scorer to get a goal at like twelve to one odds. Maybe, like I don't know, like maybe there's something going on here um, because 
that's interesting. Like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm curious. And first of all, like, how much is this guy making that like 12 grand, like gets you to like toss a game, you know? Well, I mean, this wouldn't be happening in, you know, like the, the Premier League or something like that. I mean, that's that's MLS only is where you're going to get stuff like that or like the smaller uh, uh, foreign leagues. But at, at these lower level soccer, yeah, 12,000, probably a nice chunk for some of these guys. So in that game, let's see, September 17th, L.A. beat Colorado 4-1. Uh, I would say that yellow card didn't impact the score. Well, I don't. Let's see. Let's. <laughs> I'm trying to look here to see the match summary. I think they, LA might have just been better that day. Okay, so they. I'm gonna let him slide. They tell you when, like, the guy gets a card, right? I think. Sure. Is, okay, Max got a card at 65 minutes in the game. Okay. What was the score? The score at that point was four nothing. Hmm. So it sounds like after he got the card. Colorado started scoring. Yeah. Like, this sounds like a coach who, like, it, it, you're just getting your ass kicked. Sometimes he takes a technical and gets you gets you charged up. But now, that's what's, now, before he got that card, there was one, two, three, four, five cards handed out during the game. I wonder if the card total was five and a half. Mm. And then he becomes the sixth card handed out. Well, I, I don't know. It's hard to know, but I mean, uh, clearly they had this decided well before the game that he was going to take a card at some point in the game. So, yeah. uh, I, I mean, he, it would have been hard but, on him to know. But, 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 but it, it may be not because if you know that, you know, he's a substitute that goes in late in the game, then there's the opportunity for you to hit an over, right? I guess so, but then, I mean, you're still counting on uh, all these cards to happen before he gets in. So, let's see. Card- it seems a lot easier to pay off the ref than one of these players. Well, you know what? I'm looking on DraftKings right now, and I'm just looking at, uh, like, Europa League games for today. You can bet on players to get carded. So, if if he, maybe that so was So, on, like, a, like a individual player prop? Yes, that makes sense. You can bet now on Now that would make sense. So you can bet on a player to get carded. And that is like here, Europa League, card props, Juventus against Sevilla. And I can bet Fernando Regas plus 175 to get a card. Did he say that oh, right, McKenzie? Did, did he say those team names right? He did. How about okay. I'm pretty sure? Uh, AS Roma against Bayern and- Leverkusen. Uh, Leverkusen. 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 I can yeah, bet. Yeah, that's my German roots right there. I can bet Eighth, on, maybe. how about Kareem Belarabi, plus 400 to get a card. See, he's been really disciplined lately, yeah. so I wouldn't bet that. But I mean, <laughs> Guys, i got to be honest. We've had way too much soccer talk for me, for my comfort. I got, I, I'm but good here. One point, on, one point to end it, I guess. Uh, you're looking at DraftKings, and they have this available. He could have got 12000 from anywhere in the world, and there's a lot deeper sets of menus Correct. to bet in Europe and even in Brazil, especially sure. if you consider offshore, just like bookies and stuff. Uh, you just need one out to get down. 12000 might have been worth it. Imagine like whatever organization this was, syndicate going on in Brazil, like goes into like some like random like underground gambling thing in the barrio and is like, <laughs> I want, I want 50000 in the favela. In the favelas, yeah, not barrios in, in, the, uh, in Brazil. The, the Bronx, they call it. Do, do, do Bronx, the yeah. ghetto. <laughs> maybe, maybe they go in, he's like, I want 50 Gs 
on Max Alves to get a yellow card. And like, and like, what's the, what's He's not like, even started. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like what's the book thinking? Like, uh, like, like sure. no, you can't like, say no because they'll cut your head off. Yeah. Like, like, like but like, no wonder that, that, no wonder there was an investigation into this. It's like, it's so, right. U S integrity didn't have to work hard. for this. Yeah. This is the most obscene bet ever. You know? uh, uh, well, here's what's not obscene. Actually it is. If you depend on which side you look at it, the discounts that we're giving out at pregame.com. You can head to pregame.com right now and get two free best bets if you are a new member. How do you do that? Well, if you're a new member, just sign up at pregame.com and you get a $25 new member credit just for signing up. You get 25 free bucks. That's a best bet right there. But then if you use our promo code, May 30, you get $30. That's right. That $30 can be used towards anything. That could be another best bet for you. So your $25 just for signing up as a new member, $30 just for using our promo code MAY30, and bang, you got two free best bets from pregame.com. Or here's an idea. Use that $30 to save $30 on our rest of May all-access package. You choose your favorite pregame pro, and you get every single pick, regardless of the sport, for the rest of the month, and you can get $30 off of that using the promo code May 30. Or take 30 off. Yeah, because the NBA playoffs going on right now might as well, right? Or just listen, listen, take $30 off anything you want to spend. I'm not going to tell you what to choose. Choose whatever you'd like. $30 using the promo code May 30. Only at pregame.com. If you are listening to this podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview podcast feed, thank you for making the Dream Preview the number one podcast in the sports category on Apple Podcasts. But do us a favor. Search straight out of Vegas, O-U-T-T-A, straight out of Vegas, wherever you get your podcasts from, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever, and follow straight out of Vegas AM because you will never miss an episode every single day, Monday through Friday, when we publish episodes in the morning. For Mackenzie Rivers and A.J. Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas AM.